Redskins Fans Podcast. On today's show, we talk about Redskins news from the week, including 41 Redskins players getting together three times to practice at high school. We talk about B.B. Hummingbird being recovered from his knife wound, Haynes Worthless's shenanigans, and much more. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Welcome, everybody. Episode 254, Harry Hogg. Football in the taint of the offseason. The constipation episode. I like to you need to watch that. like to give a shout out to our benevolent, <laughs> hopefully non-constipated sponsor, to David. constipated sponsor. Lee Legal Services. David Lee Legal Services, Williamsburg, Virginia. For the right price, he'll go anywhere in the Commonwealth. Including so Ashburn. Say that reminds me, who was that on our website today and all they posted was 13 days? Uh, I think it was Callie Skins, dude. I think it was. I think it, I think that was his way of saying, dudes, where's the next podcast? Here it is, well, dude. Aaron, you have a good uh, explanation for that. 13 days. Yes. 13 rides on It's a Small World. It's a small world after all. I was back at the happiest place in the world, the happiest ride. The happiest voyage that ever sailed. It's a small world. <laughs> From the Disney World Resort and Casino. In sunny Orlando. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing. It's a small world in John's pants. Alright, I'll tell you a small, I'll tell you a small thing. I'll tell you a, um, that's what she's I'll tell you one thing about Disney World uh, besides the fact that I love it and you guys know that. But which is so strange. I never would have I never would have thought that. Seriously. Dude, all Aaron I know all I know Disney is this. World. If Dan Snyder had one 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 hundredth of the customer service um um ethos. Yes, that uh Disney World company has, Disney company has down there, then everyone would love going to Redskins games. Instead yeah. of looking at the Redskins like a, yeah, you know, yeah. backassword organization with terrible customer service and a whole lot of crappy employees that hate everybody. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So how was your time at the Magic Kingdom in the Polynesian Village? It was pretty. It was pretty. Boy. It was pretty magical as usual, except for that um, the second night there. No, the first night, second night, I puked because I was already sick of eating so much food. Boy. Yeah, and the poi. Going back to his little grass shack in but anyway, enough about that. For some reason, dude, I don't know if anyone can answer this question, but hmm. I saw more Philadelphia Phillies hats and shirts there than I've seen ever in my entire life. And I was like, is Philadelphia kids out of school already? What's going on? They might be. I didn't see one well, Eagles hat. 
it's also possible here let me do some research here that their uh, spring training facility is in the greater Orlando Kissimmee area oh uh, maybe and all their families were there dude <laughs> I don't know what was going on but it was like a Philadelphia Phillies convention interesting I did see some Redskins people. Oh, I thought you said hey. I thought you said Philadelphia Eagles, and I was like, oh. No, I didn't see was any. Carlos Rogers there? I didn't see any any Eagles stuff whatsoever. I saw one or two Dallas shirts. Saw a I couple Redskins one. things, couple Giants, couple Saints, ton of Patriots stuff too. I don't know what the deal was with that. It's all the Northerners being like, "Good God, I can't wait." For the three weeks of summer that we get in Boston, I gotta go to Florida. <laughs> I guess. And and for the record, Philadelphia Phillies uh, do spring training in Clearwater out there around Tampa. So uh, not the teams I, that are. You gotta get Red out. Sox Red Sox to be around. Yeah, Red Sox and Royals used to be around uh, Orlando a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, in any event, well, you know they have been very popular lately, and it's probably the same thing with Philadelphia. They like we're trying. We want to get the bleep out of bleeping uh, Philadelphia, so we're going to go to bleeping Walt Disney bleeping world. Yeah, and you go see Clinton Portis. So anyway, I did. That's why we were going to do the podcast the day before I left, but then it was only like three days since the last one, and really nothing has happened. So in the taint. So we basically just said that we would hold off <laughs> until and now. Put water on that. There's the explanation, the five-minute explanation of why we've taken 13 days to do the podcast. So That's let's right. just We're get do a two-hour podcast tonight. Let's just get right into it. If you guys didn't, for it. if you guys didn't hear, Rolling. I was encouraged, yes. and I was encouraged, and John was excited at the fact oh. that 41 <laughs> dudes on the Redskins got together. <laughs> no, you didn't say it right, dude. That no, 41 man. dudes on the Redskins got together, and they uh. And they practiced at some high school. And they practiced. Aaron was excited about 41 dudes. Led by the... (laughs) Yeah, the way Aaron explained it to me, he's like, dudes, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but uh, I'm really excited that 41 dudes, (laughs) pause, (laughs) got together, pause, (laughs) and practiced some football. Led by the self-appointed quarterback and leader of the Washington Redskins, John Beck. Who wanted to film the practices, from what I understand. Wasn't he in the Eagles? Not the on the Eagles. In the, no, that was Glenn Beck. Uh, was McNabb there? Um, I don't know. John probably has a list of everyone that was there. What's the list? Well, I don't have the entire list, but the notable that were not there were uh, Arakpo, Landry, and Trent Williams. Otagwe was not there. Um, Hainsworth, obviously. Dude, probably because Otagwe just signed up on the team like the last day of free agency, and none of the players have his number yet. <laughs> they That's did. probably what it is. They were probably like, uh, I do know. How do we get in touch with that guy? The offices are all closed. <laughs> Yo, Otagwe, where you at? And he's probably like, man, I'm taking my, my time off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a funny time during these uh, these drills that everybody's, well, almost everyone's been doing. Where Golston fell down on a play and was on the ground, and someone yelled, "All right, Hainsworth, get up!" Oh man, trim, trim, trim. So, 
I guess that um, it's pretty safe to say that Hainsworth was not at the training grounds with the leader, John Beck. Yo, Hainsworth, get up. Well, Sexy uh, Rexy was there, too, even though he's not under contract. And uh, But, yeah, no Hainsworth, no uh, Mike, or, uh, Michael Vick. No Donovan <laughs> McNabb. <laughs> it was pretty much everybody but just the guys like that and the guys that uh, – like Arakpo and and uh, a couple other guys that didn't show up. Pretty much all the rookies. D'Angelo Hall was there. The rookies Ray were Bach wait was there. The rookies were there. Most of the rookies were there. The unsigned uh, rookies. What? Or not the well the drafted and unsigned rookies, I should say. I kind of find that hard to believe because if those dudes get injured, they're kind of screwed, aren't they? Yeah, unless they've taken out insurance. I mean, some of those guys have insurance policies in case they get injured before they get their contract signed. Huh. Um, Chris Cooley was there. Um, uh, Fred Davis and, was there and, uh, one of the days I read. One of the days, your your new dog. Uh, Mike Sellers was there as well, leading the uh, running backs because he's pretty much the wily veteran now with the crazy beard. Yeah, him and, <laughs> and the running backs that we're excited about. As a matter of fact, speaking of the running backs, I think it was um, Maine Skin was on the website this week no, talking no, about Maine. Maine skin is in the state of Maine. Talking about Halu. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. And he said that out of the running backs coming out of the draft, he was most pumped about the guy that Dallas got, followed by Halu. So. Right, right. He thought I, I don't know who that guy is, but he thought that that was he thought he that guy was going to be the best one. Well, he's not. Halu is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that guy now because he's a cowboy. So I don't even know his name. That goes without saying. Though. But he's a cowboy, so he's dead to us. <laughs> so yeah, lots of working out going out there with the uh, with the players. Mm-hmm. Some of them are doing some MMA-type training. I don't think it means that they're doing fighting. Um, what are they doing? Rolling around on the ground with other dudes? Uh, I don't know. Because i got to say, I've watched that fighting stuff. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm sure some of you guys out there probably are, but whenever I watched it, it looks like they're just kind of rolling around trying to keep each other from hitting each other, and it's not really that exciting for me. What is this? Yeah, I, MMA fighting. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely overtaken boxing as like the fighting the fighting sport that's out there, and there is a good you know. At, I'm kind of with Aaron. I don't really dig it at all. I think it's I think it's too bloody personally, mm-hmm. and I but. I understand that there's an art form to it, like, you know, there's an art form to boxing when you see a really good boxing match compared to just two guys throwing their arms and fists around all the time. <laughs> you know, there, there's definitely a, a thing about it, but... It's not like drunk Not my cup boxing. of tea, personally, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. Apparently, but but the dudes that are doing it, like uh, the one-man gang, <laughs> who no. already kind of has an MMA name, um, and, and a couple other dudes were doing that stuff, and, and, and it didn't seem like it was from WDCA, Channel 20. And uh, they weren't. It didn't seem like they were fighting, but they were doing the the cross training type stuff that those guys do. They were doing yeah. like the so, uh, what's that like exercise no, thing? Like, the tie bow. They were doing like the fireman's carry and stuff, didn't they? Tie bow. Is that what Billy it's called? <laughs> tie bow. P ninety X. Oh my. P ninety X. They're doing like the, they're doing like the Zumba. 
They were doing like the dummy stuff. <laughs> and they each had, they had shake weights in both of their hands while they were doing the Zumba. <laughs> oh my. Shake weight Zumba. Shake weight for men. What is Zumba? What's the, the difference dummy between slap, not to be confused with the dummy slam? John, you would know the this. What's the dummy. difference? What's the difference between the shake weight for men and the shake weight for women? <laughs> <laughs> and which one do you have? Well, I think it's probably what you hear all the time. It's something to do with size. Which Which one is the one that's on your <laughs> night? John, which one's the one on your nightstand? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I, I I got nothing. I got nothing witty for that one. <laughs> I do not own a shake weight. That would that would be Mark Stoffer, our it's, Colts friend. It's Roberta. Has a shake weight. But does remember he Mark, own the new Mark shake said he had XL. one. Mark said that he had a shake weight, and I was like, "You have one?" And he was like, "It's my wife's, dude." We were like, "Yeah, right." Shake weight XL. Shake weight XL. Shake. I do multiple times a day when I'm done in the bathroom. Shake weight, ma- shake weight Magnum XL. He wasn't oh, like showing you videos of his wife using it or anything, was he? Um, he wasn't doing it all like Rex Ryan style with videos of his wife's feet. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like check out my wife using her shake weight. I made this video on my Android phone. It's like all slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> No, who was this video on my Blackberry. <laughs> Check out my wife. <laughs> All right, we've already devoted over 20 minutes of Harry Hog football airtime to shake weight over the past 200 <laughs> they episodes. They should be a sponsor. <laughs> I, I, I think they should be our sponsor. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Brought to you by Shake Weight <laughs> XL. For men. Shake Weight Magnum. <laughs> Used by the likes of Tony Romo and others. <laughs> Just turn your hat backwards Shake and turn back. it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh my, my, my. It will return the favor. But no, these guys Shake were doing weight. things like, just to get back on top of Shake here. Weight. Shake weight, it will return the favor. <laughs> return the favor. <laughs> Return the flavor. Um, uh, were, oh my they goodness! They were doing we do things like fireman's carry, body huh. slam, grappling, pull-ups, weighted ball, pushing and huh. pulling, those kind of things. I'm Tony Romo right. with the Dallas Cowboys, and I endorse Shake Weight XL. Hi, my name is Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> when I, when I get done with CC's Pizza, <laughs> I use my Shake Weight Magnum. <laughs> I shake my weight around before I slide my credit card. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my. Speaking of uh, criminal activity, allegedly, B.B. Uh, Hummingbird was also at some of the workouts going on recently, and he has recovered sufficiently from his uh, his knife wound that he's working he's, out. You think he's going to be okay? His lung's not going to be damaged too much and just sprint? Excellent! It, it seems like dude's going to be all right. Um, he's been participating fully from... Excuse me, from what I've been uh, what I've been seeing online and whatnot. Hey guys, and uh, basically he's a uh, he's acting a little bit more grown up. You know, he canceled his Twitter feed. He used to be all like, "Hey man, I'm going to be at club shake weed or whatever <laughs> at this time. Come out and see me." And and you know, putting himself out there. And now he's like keeping a much lower profile, which I mean, it's understandable. Once you get stabbed, you might not want to be, you know. Yeah, someone of his stature profile out there. Someone of his stature might want to take a lower profile. Put him. Say. Oh man. All right, and, uh, dude, using you guys' best, using your best Bleacher Report 
um, guess guesstimate here. What do you think right. BB Hummingbird's chances are of making the team this season? BB Hummingbird. Uh, here's my headline: BB Hummingbird is uh, M- BB Hummingbird MVP Super Bowl X. What XLI? And other things that might happen in the 2012 season. If there is one. Well, there won't be a 2011 one for right now. Might not be a 12. This is what I say. What you say. This is what I say. If we can't have a football season, we should get, like, um, come up with a new sport that, like, takes all the whiny players and um, makes them play. uh, MMA. Yeah, there you go. Get people like like Ray Lewis versus Albert Hainsworth in the octagon. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch that. That would be fantastic, actually. I'd, I'd actually do pay-per-view for that. Dude, Ray Lewis would probably destroy him. Who do you think I, will I, return it, kicks, No, though? no, probably about it. It would be how much would he destroy him. Dude, okay. if BB Hummingbird is cut, who's going to return kicks? Well, Maybe we just... Got, that would be better. I'm glad well, you brought that up, dude. 27 guys. Because we just, just drafted the um, that second receiver we we drafted, Niles. What's his face? From, um, Niles Austin? Niles Paul. Niles Paul from um, Nebraska. Apparently, he was right. like a leading return man in the country. John, can you verify that? Or am I being ble- bleacher report here? I, a leading <laughs> return man in the country. I'm pretty sure he was a leading return man and that we I'm may have saying, may, dude, made the that... team as the return man. Is that a fact, or is that just a bunch of BR? Well, it's no more or less fact than anything you see on BR. <laughs> is that a bunch of BR? <laughs> That's just a bunch of BR, man. Bleacher Report. <laughs> um, I cannot verify that, but I'm going to say, yeah, sure. No, I think Niles Paul was a return man. I'm going to look it up real quick while you guys discuss. I think you actually talked about it um, in the past. I think Paul. I saw him return one for a touchdown on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. Interesting. Meanwhile, back yeah, at the yeah. ranch. Well, he's called. He was called a receiver and return specialist at Nebraska, according to the official Huskers dot com website. So I think I think that's a that's good verification. Right there. Yeah, and that's not the Bleacher Report. That's like that. That's like a college website. You know, there's nothing wrong on that one. Yeah, and there are. Um, it says Niles Paul is a crazy fast wideout for Nebraska. Substitute Redskins. Loves deep routes and has good moves to get open. He also has a nice punt return for a touchdown. Punt return. So, yes, he is a return man. Punts. Punts. Or kicks. Not kicks necessarily, though. Some guys have trouble with one and it's not a the different, other. It's a different game. It's, a di- it's like the difference between the two shake weights, Aaron. I'm it's just like you told me. All right, look, dude. I'm just look. seriously. I'm just telling you. All right, in 2009, I just found a stat. Paul returned 16 kickoffs for 446 yards, an average of 27.9 yards, which ranked second in the Big 12, and was the best by a Husker in two decades. So that was 2009, decades. and that was kickoff returns. Only Nine. time will tell. Although, so he like has I a say, shot here. He has a shot. If, if and if he can, ki- can keep his speed up and keep, keep turning those corners like he was doing earlier in the season. Yeah. Well, dudes, it. 
Alan the Bruce has come out in the uh, the press. I think it was last week, and he said no Redskins starter is safe. That's okay. every spot on the team is up for grabs. That's right. That's every- how it was last year, and that's how we had some scrubs that actually make the team that wanted to play some football. Instead, other than you know, instead of dudes like Albert Hainsworth and crap like that. Well, he made it somehow, but he was paid because. We didn't, we didn't have any other nose tackles except for that Bryant dude that stepped in at the very end and did okay. Oh, what happened to that guy? He was better than Kimo Iatu. Dude, that guy sucked, and I had high hopes for him. That guy was terrible. <laughs> I know, dude. I only have like one thing to say. I can't even like, make jokes about him. He, just, he was just bad. <laughs> he was horrible. So was that other guy that was in there. Oh, who, was the, who was the other guy that was in there when Kiyomotu wasn't? Green. Uh, no, Green was the guy that stepped in and did all right, wasn't he? Al Green. Or was it, or was it Bryant? I can't remember. <laughs> it was one of those BFFs, it Al Green. Not. Well, anyway, we drafted one, good? I think. It matters not, Aaron. Let's move on. Well, that's where that dude from Clemson, where the end stands for knowledge, is going to play. That we drafted. Jarvis Jenkins. Yeah, yeah Jarvis Jenkins. That's where they're going to put him. I think so, dude. He's going to come inside. Uh, <laughs> are you telling me that Ryan Arapo is not safe? Is that what you're saying? There's no that position that's safe. Is not safe. There's no position that is safe, according to Alan the Bruce. I don't think Alan the Bruce really thought about that too much. <laughs> I think he did. It was one of those big, broad brush strokes of a statement. Yeah, I bet you if you went and you asked a rack, because that's what all the dudes call him. If you went rack. and asked rack, <laughs> yeah. hey, nice rack. <laughs> what's up, rack? rack. Uh, if you went and asked him that, uh, if he thought his position would safe, he'd be like, man, nobody's pos-. in that real deep voice and none of us can do. He'd be like, man, nobody's no, position no, is safe. No, man, right. nobody's position is safe. Nobody's position is safe. <laughs> that was close, closer than what I can do. Nobody's position Man. is safe. I'm talking. My name is Brian Arakpo. Nobody's position is safe. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on that one. <laughs> kind of like Chris Chris Samuels. That's not my book. You know whose position I wish was not safe? Who? I'm going to bring it up for the first time in the offseason. Who? <sighs> the man in green, Larry Michael. <laughs> Larry, 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 I wish, I wish that we could find out when his contract with the Redskins ends. Because you can't tell me someone as smart and astute as Alan the Bruce isn't keenly aware of how much everyone freaking hates Larry Michaels. Have you ever heard anyone say how they, how they really enjoyed listening to Larry Michael on the radio? (laughs) I've never heard anyone say they like him. Has anyone ever. ever given him a compliment? Only if they're trying to get a job. Uh, Especially when he's like trying to cut on Sonny and Sam. He said, hey man, nice Eagles shirt. <laughs> he had an Eagles jumpsuit on, dude. Hey man, nice like, Eagles jumpsuit. <laughs> it was like was the parachute. Hi, I'm Larry Michael. It was like, I'm important. <laughs> it was like the parachute pants with the bright white tennis shoes that have n- never touched the track. <laughs> <laughs> and like the uh, and like the parachute material top that looks like a scrubs from a hospital. 
like Larry, it's like one of those pullover windbreakers. Larry, <laughs> yeah, that's what Larry can try out for defensive end. Larry, I'd like to see. All right, I'd like to see an MMA match between Larry Michael and a Rackpo. <laughs> hey, I'd like to see a MMA match between him and BB um, Hummingbird, for that matter. Be a lot of slapping going. Anyway, that'd be awesome. What else? That'd be is? fantastic. Speaking of um, Alan the Bruce, he has said. He has seen that, said that the Redskins are going to be as aggressive as any team in free agency. And I noticed that the num- numerous um, uh, news agencies jumped on this and interpreted that as the Redskins are going to be the same as they ever are in free agency, meaning they're going to go after the high-priced dudes. Jeff George, I, I think, Lloyd, I, Marchaletta. Yeah, I personally think that Allen and Bruce means they're going to be have like the same strategy as the draft and go after dudes that they think actually can – help the team. I agree. I think they're going to be a lot more intel there's going to be a lot more intelligence going on um in Ashburn. The people the decisions being made are going to be much much more financially responsible as far as the salary cap and things like that once all that stuff is figured out. But apparently right before the draft when we signed that Atagway dude I got the numbers here. It was a five-year, twenty-six million-dollar contract with nine million, roughly, in guarantees. Dude, and apparently, if Serato had been, if Serato had been here, it would have been like a five-year, forty-six million-dollar contract with twenty million in guarantees. I know, I know, dude. Way overpaying for a guy that we could have gotten at at, at a normal price. And dudes, we have a quarterback right now. Let me ask you this, dude. Do you know what the Redskins' um, cap number is right now? Because I've heard that they have considerable room under the cap. Well, the cap is not um, – there is no salary cap right now, and they don't know what the new salary cap is going to be. But if it's anything at where it was, which was 100 and – oh, I can't remember the number offhand, the last salary cap. Some crazy Let's number. see if I can look it up here. I'll make it up. I'll do a bleacher report. It's like one fifteen. All right, if it's one hundred fifteen million, they <laughs> but were. But whatever it is, the Redskins have been shedding lots of contracts that were backloaded and things like that, and and getting rid of you know some of the big dudes that they cut at the uh, at the before last season, um, uh, like like Randy Thomas, Portis. I, well, after after last season, I mean before that even happened, like some of the older veterans when they were really trying to get the team younger. The first round, guys like that, mm-hmm. they those are contracts that would go for one or two more years where it would still affect their salary cap and then be gone by now. So they're really getting themselves into good shape to be able to make a move um, or three or four sensibly in free agency, not Albert Hainsworth lessly in free agency, if huh. that makes any sense. Yeah. Quite frankly, dude, I think Alan the Bruce is the Redskins' biggest signing in the last two years. Absolutely. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. That's really it. That's really interesting. I think Albert Hainsworth was the biggest worthless signing in the last. And you heard it right here. No BR. (laughs) No BR. Alan the Bruce. (laughs) For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, that's how we feel about the Bleacher Report. (laughs) No BR. No BR on this. 
right. The the numbers that I've been seeing looking up on the salary cap, I can't find anything really quickly on 2010, but the salary cap in 2009 was 123 million. And I believe 2010 was right around that. I don't think it went up much more. All right. So right now we know it's probably going to be around 123, 130, probably somewhere in that vicinity. But it's also probably going to have a rookie salary scale put on there. I'm feeling like that's one of the, the problems they're having between the players and the owners is a rookie salary scale just like they have in the NBA, so you're not paying 40 or $50 million guaranteed to your stupid first-round draft pick. It might suck. You're going to be able to give the bigger... Yeah, yeah, you're going to be able to give bigger money to guys who deserve it, not brand-new guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first-round pick, the first-round guy will get... You know, he'll get, like, a three-year, $10 million contract, and that'll be the, the, the line straight through for a, a year or something like that. It'll be the first pick will get $10 million for four years. The second pick will get $9.5 million for four years, and it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's also going to open up some more space in the salary cap, hopefully. So I, like you were saying, Aaron, great signing of Alan the Bruce. I think he's he's – you know, Shanahan's the one that's kicking butt and being out there and putting his name out there, but Alan the Bruce is the guy that works behind the scenes. We've talked about that before. He's the one who knows what he's doing. I mean, he's been NFL Executive of the Year with the Raiders. The Raiders of all teams who are maybe more dysfunctional than the Redskins. So he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, dudes, real quick before the break. Um, the murder trial of Sean Taylor will not be open to the public because the court is concerned about giving the defendants a fair trial. Yeah. Or as John wrote, a fair trail. I did write a fair trail, didn't I? You want to read what I wrote next? You can read that one. Um, it says blank the defendants. I'll let you <laughs> fill in the first part. Yeah. So That's anyway. all I have to say about that. Oh, well, I think it's ridiculous that it's it, – the, they haven't even gone to damn trial yet over this case. Is it's it? absolutely ridiculous. Hasn't it been about five years? It's been, I think, four years. Let me ask you this. Don't we have, like... All right. So they're worried about giving them a fair trial, but what happened to their whole right to speedy trial law? Yeah. Right, yeah. that it's we have. Yeah, the right to a speedy trial or whatever it is. Yeah, isn't it that in some major document that's somewhere housed in Washington? What They're not worried about that. So why are they worried about this? Dude, all they're worried about in Washington is this. <laughs> That's all we have to say about politics on this show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the law, dude, is what I'm talking about. They're worried. That what they're really worried about, they're not worried about the defendant getting a fair trial. They're worried hey, about listen, having to though, deal dude. with all the media and stuff. The, yeah, the they, actual, don't, they don't want to have the, the media attention. Actually, the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution says, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. So yeah. they're de- they're basically um, they're basically going against the Bill of Rights. Yeah, for both on two counts, if you want to be technical about it. Where the lawyers have to say about that? Well, maybe we need to uh, talk to our legal counsel. Maybe we, maybe yeah, legal service in Williamsburg. David Lee, right. can you interpret David that Lee, for us? We need, yeah, we need you to spell this out for us. This whole speedy trial thing. This thing's been dragging out for years now. Oh, What's the... David Lee. Speedy and public I need trial. You to interpret this for me. Speedy and now, public. 
now this douche, now this douche is going to be denied two, um, you know, two of his uh, Sixth Amendment rights here. Who is that? What? This guy. This guy that shot Sean Taylor is going to be denied two of his amendment rights, apparently. And can't, can't, if he's denied those rights, can he be, can he just get off the, you know, I mean, for, I mean. I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're looking at the greater public good or the, 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 they can't do a speedy trial. Well, well, part of the reason that's taken so damn long is because his lawyers keep throwing out things like, you know, oh, we need to. We need to stay for this, and we need to stay for that because this and that, and they try to move the trial, and you know all the all the legal mumbo jumbo. So, anyway, eventually, the he and 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 the all four of those jack asses are going to go to prison, and hopefully for a very very long time because that's where they deserve to stay and rot. That's all I have to say about that. Anyway, that's all we have to say. It's time to go into the break. On that note, um. You got anything to add before we go on the break there, Josh? Or No, I was just going to say, you know, about the speedy trial thing. I was just reading that the indictment, you know, would be dismissed or conviction would be overturned if their right to a speedy trial is violated. Yeah, uh, but if his lawyers are, on that. Yeah, but John was saying his lawyers were the one that were, were asking for these stays and whatnot, so that's probably something yeah, to do with it. David Lee will fill us in on that next week, um, and I'm sure you guys will tune in to listen to that legal talk between the bars with David Lee. We'll, right. talk to, we'll talk to you guys after the break in a moment. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. You guys back? Yo, yo, yo. Roof. Is John still shaking it? Shaking the shake weight? Excellent. I guess he is. Roof. Well, when John gets back on here from shaking it. What in the world is that? We want to talk about Carlos Rogers' uh, comments from the week. What is that noise? 
What was that noise? Josh. The sausage oh. music. Oh. <laughs> He's still not back from the bathroom? What? He probably went to have himself some of the... Some of Papa John's new sausage sensation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. John, where are you, Bye-bye. dude? Yo, I'm here. You're back. Woof, woof. John, how was the I was sausage? My XL. How was the sausage sensation, man? Did you get in uh, about a minute's worth of shake weights? Papa John. <laughs> you <laughs> are Papa John, dude. <laughs> dude, ain't no Papa in this house. So you claim. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about Carlos Rogers' comment this week. Oh, oh, seriously, we have to get into this eventually, don't we? <laughs> we know how he's your dog, John. Cut! What? We know how he's your dog and how you think he's the best cornerback on the team. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Dude, what? I think he's like a puppy. And like a lot of people just like, you know, stroke him, make him feel good about himself. Let's see and and he believes it. He really believes it. Um, I'm glad that he really believes that he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And I do have to say that he gave up very, very, very few big plays last year with D'Angelo Hall on the other side of the ball. Or on the other side of the field, I should say. Yeah, but what season is this for him? I mean, you can't have a guy that's like eight years in the making. He's yeah. six. These this will be a six. Yeah. Too long. Too long. Well, dude, he just can't catch. He just can't damn catch. He's fine I mean, at covering. There's one thing to be like. There's one thing to be, yeah. He's a decent cover. He's a solid cover. When he he's has someone who's an A minus kind of guy like D'Angelo Hall on the other side of the field covering the other guy, but man, I mean, he's you know Daryl Green first and foremost was all about stop the pass. And if you get it, he could get a pick, that's great. But stop the pass from happening. <clears throat> D'Angelo Hall, that's all he can do because he can't damn catch. I know, dude. It's like, all right, say you were the leadoff batter in baseball and you're like the fastest guy ever in baseball. If you can't lay down the bunt, what good are you? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know if that's yep. a great analogy, but it's what came to my mind. It's all right. But, I mean, in, I mean, I do want to defend Carlos Rogers a little bit. And I've been doing that a little bit lately from this season because he did, he did have a pretty good year. And I'm worried about what we've got on the team right now. The only dude out there, like what, Kevin Barnes, who all of us think needs to be a safety instead of a cornerback anyway. Yeah, he played pretty decent as a backup safety. As a safety, yeah, but he's terrible as a corner. So who do we have? We don't really have anybody to pick up the slack if Carlos Rogers leaves. And it looks pretty much like he's going to leave because he said he wants to go play for the Cowboys or the Eagles. Nah, dude, we've got someone. We got, we got a rookie that I think we used um, the pick we got from the uh, Colts for your dog just to try on it on him. Hey, I got uh, something for I got something for Carlos Rogers. Here it is. Well, good luck with all that. Thank you, thank you, Jerry Seinfeld. So, John, who's this rookie cornerback we picked up? Does he have a shot at making the team or not? 
We got this dude, Brandon with a Y Thompson from Boise State. Can he catch? I think he's all right. No, dude, I thought like we got... seventh round pick, man. Wait, we got a cornerback from Nebraska, I thought. So was Tom Brady. Did we one from Nebraska, too? I thought. And I thought he looked pretty no, good. No, we got a safety. We got oh, a safety from Nebraska. Oh, a safety. Yeah, that guy can catch. Yeah, I don't know about this Brandon Thomas, Thompson, dude. It's hard to see what those guys are doing when they're wearing, you know, they wear all blue and they're on the blue field. I don't have good vision, you know. It's it's hard for me to see. Dude, it's like man. putting somebody in all it. green on a green screen. I can't watch that. Yeah. I cannot yeah. watch that. It's, team. Like, it's like you just see like a head and hands. I know. It's like, can <laughs> you turn the channel? Occasionally. Dude, what's wrong, the, what's wrong with the color on my TV? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, it's the blue field. You know, I, I thought the NCAA said you couldn't do that. And then what, what was it? Eastern Washington put down the red field at their school. Maybe maybe one double A schools like that are allowed to do it still. Like Elon and Old Dominion. Dude, I don't know. Like, you want to see? We want to see you stop us. I know one roads. thing. When I saw that Eastern Washington playoff game, because of course they have the playoffs in one double A. That when they were playing in that playoff game against whoever it was, and it was snowing, it did look kind of cool. Was it like Christmas? It was like red and white. I think like that, that uh, Hampton football? Roads battleships are going to be playing on a battleship Greyfield. That'd be cool. Are they whatever they're called? The destroyers, destroyers, dude. Destroyers. The destroyers. They should make a camouflage field and then put them in <laughs> camouflage uniform. <laughs> <laughs> and a camouflage ball. You can't see this, do 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 do. I'm can't watching the game, but I can only see the other team. Oh. I feel gypped. I paid fifty dollars for season tickets. Here They're the out there. Dude I swear they are. Flex, but I don't see any of the players. <laughs> They're out there, dude. I swear. They're out there. I just saw some movement. You have to like watch the game through one of those FLIR, uh, you know, devices <laughs> that picks up your uh, your heat signatures. <laughs> oh man, you got guys. You're just like, where are they at? Where they're, they're sniping? Let me get the FLIR device. Speaking of speaking of to Nam. So do you want to read Carlos Rogers' quote here? I, I would love to read his quote. And there there's actually a couple quotes. I wonder if I can find the other one. Um, Alright, we've got this one right here. He says, uh and I cannot do a Carlos Rogers impersonation. I'm I'm not gonna try. He says, My agent's really confident, real confident. My agent's real confident that I'm going to get a good contract. After Oakland's Namdi Asa Moi, who's going to get real big money. Hold on. That part is in, like, brackets. Does that mean he didn't know the guy's name, so he just said after? And then the... After after him, I'm figuring someone mentioned Asa Moi or Asa Muga. Before the quote. I said one time before in the past. Um, Uh I mentioned the report. I figured the reporter probably said it. He's like, after he, who's going to get real big money, I'm the next corner out there. You hear that the Cowboys and Eagles are looking for a corner. It would be fun to play against the Redskins twice a year. Notice he mentioned Cowboys um, first, too. Yeah. Uh, cut. Uh, I got one. You don't even joke cut. about that in Washington, dude. No. Cut. Cut! Cut! cut. Bye-bye. That's it. Like, at that point, even I. And I try to look for the good. I try to look for the good, dudes. But Well, we do one uh, thing. If he plays against us, um, he might knock some down, but you don't have to really worry about the interceptions. 
if he plays if he plays against the Redskins, well, oh, that would be great because I think we'd be able to use everything against him. That his his defense his de- anyway his uh what do would you, what would you call it? his defectiveness <laughs> his his weaknesses would be exploited. His weaknesses we know his weaknesses and it's basically his hands. <laughs> oh man, and the fact and his brain because he <laughs> thinks he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL still. Dude, and I, I mean, hey, good for him for thinking for thinking big. But I want that guy's yeah. agent though, man. That guy's agent can make me think I'm the best. That's a good agent. Yeah, but that guy, you know, as soon as he's off the phone, he's like, "All right, all right, Carlos, all right, all right, talk to you later, man. We're gonna make big money." Click. Damn, Carlos is so stupid. Oh, and John, <laughs> and John, John, you're selling yourself short on not being able to do the Carlos Rogers impersonation because um, I've thrown the football around with you before and. Oh, no, he does a man. physical impersonation, good <laughs> not a vocal impersonation. <laughs> I do not have awful hands. I have an entire awful football body. Thank you very much. I don't know. I saw you kick. I saw you kick that ball on video podcast episode number thirty six B or whatever it was. No, dude, it, it was went like, like number twenty five yards, yeah. bouncing on the ground. You had like the skidding across the AstroTurf. You had the old school like Virginia Beach. No, it was at the new Virginia Beach Pavilion. You have like the old school um, straight on kit going, dude. I tried to pull a Mark Mosley. Yeah, what can I say? You took a sh- you took your shoe off. <laughs> I should have. I would have looked better doing it. <laughs> Speaking of dudes that used to be Redskins, since we're gonna say bye bye to Carlos Rogers, who is not under contract. Um, Speaking of guys who are not under contract, Clinton Portis said he thinks it might be kind of cool to play for the other team that Carlos doesn't Carlos Rogers didn't mention, so he could play the Redskins twice a year as a New York Giant. And he was also cut! already. Oh yeah, cut! cut! Everyone knows. Cut! That, everyone knows that Clinton Portis, although he plays as hard as anyone out there, he's not the brightest. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No. So. And unlike Carlos Rogers, Josh can do a great Clinton Portis impersonation. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we really have a good quote for him here, do we? I don't know. I haven't read it. Clinton Portis? Josh yeah. can make one up. About him go- Are we talking about him going to the wanting to, wanting to go play for another team? For the Giants. Yeah, yeah. What's the go. quote? <clears throat> Josh has you know, Here to, he is. To go to the Giants and get to play the Redskins twice a year after them. Feeling I wasn't capable anymore. I, I think that'd be outstanding. Uh, I just need to be able to come out and show what I'm capable of. I think it's uh, revitalizing to have an opportunity to still have the drive and still have the <laughs> hunger to go out and prove people wrong. That's All right, thank you, Clinton. Solid. I'm thank little, you, Clinton. I'm a little out of practice. It's been a, it's been a bit. Yeah, so was he. And I All right, so use terms like dogfight. So what did Hunt? What did Hunter <laughs> the I came to Washington and sucked the punter have to say? Hunter the punter uh, recently made some uh, a few comments. <clears throat> Nothing. Hunter the punter was actually pretty classy about it. He basically was like, "Wow, you know, playing in Indianapolis and then playing for the Redskins was like night and day," and that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that. You know, he didn't go into detail, and he fully admits that he screwed up and dropped that snap, and he was the one who screwed up that game or lost that game on that last play and everything. And he's, you know, 
not a happy person that that was the last game of his career, but he's like, you know, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of over it. But he basically he basically said what other people have been saying around is that most teams in the league, except for maybe the Bengals, look down on the Redskins because of how crappy Dan Snyder has been as an owner. Mm-hmm. Along with people such as Vinny Serrato, who he had on there, who, by the way, did I put this down there? Oh, it's down at Hog Slap. We're going to mention Serrato on the way when we head through the Hog Slap at the end here. Do we have to? I'm telling you, dudes, we yeah. need to get the Disney company to buy the Redskins. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Seriously, they're only ESPN, so it would be a conflict of interest. They can't do it. Will we put, like, ears on our helmets? <laughs> you think it's bad enough with, like, the FedEx field colors? Oh, my Orange gosh. and purple and green around the top of the stadium? It would Tinkerbell be like a like small flyer. world ride going around the top. It would be like know, a little train going up and down. Yeah, but the fireworks would be pretty nice after every game. Fireworks would be nice. <laughs> the customer service would be better. I can tell you that. Dude, before we go into hog slop, this is something that uh we, we, we passed over earlier in the show. <clears throat> um I just wanted to give a nice shout out to Peter King, who uh put forth a, a uh yeah, who as some of you may know was the driving force behind keeping Art Monk out of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> As long as he could until Art Monk's eighth year of eligibility. And then he was like, and, I've done uh, a full 360 on this. I think Art I've Monk I've done a full 360 on this, and now I'm going to vote for him. And then he didn't get in the seventh year, and then he finally got in the eighth year because Peter King thought he threw his weight behind him, and that would change everyone's mind. Anyway, it's a guy who thinks he's much more important than he is, and NBC does not help by putting him on TV all the time because he's an idiot. Um... So he uh, decided a couple weeks ago to put out a quote from Dan Snyder that uh, Dan Snyder called into a serious satellite radio show, and um, Peter King saw a tweet about it and decided to put that tweet on his, uh, I think it was on his Monday morning quarterback show. I'm not sure what it was that he put it on. Basically, he put it forth without verifying the facts, and then it turns out that Dan Snyder never had this interview with Sirius Satellite Radio, and Peter King quoted a fictional interview that never happened. That's a bunch of BR, dude. And so <laughs> it's well, a bunch so, of BR. <laughs> so what he did, instead of being like, whoops, my bad, I'm a, you know, big name journalist that works for Sports Illustrated and NBC and and you know, has a lot of credit to his name, he didn't say, Whoops, my bad, I made a big mistake. I should have been more responsible as a professional journalist. No, he blamed the person whose Twitter feed he fate he uh, stole that from. <laughs> yeah. And you know and what? That it was his fault. I, I think if a journalist makes a, you know, fatal error like like not checking your sources before doing something like that, that maybe they should lose their opportunity to vote for the Hall on of Fame. On the Hall of Fame. Yeah. How about that? Well, you know, I mean, we all feel that reporters shouldn't vote on the damn Hall of Fame anyway. It should be veterans and things like that. It's ridiculous I mean, we all, reporters and writers do it. Yeah, and if you're going to have reporters and writers doing it, you might as well have really professional ones that verify their sources before they do things. Right, exactly. and I mean, like, I haven't verified my source here, but I think that the tweet that he got that from, from had a BR on their logo. <laughs> Probably something like that. So thank you to, for, uh, to Peter King for being as professional as possible and then owning up to his mistake. I thought that was very professional on his part. And the other thing about us is we don't have to verify our sources because we don't compl- we don't 
pretend to be professional journalists. Exactly. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to us for facts, you're getting half the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't know which half it is. Dude, we, we just lost like half of our audience. Two people just went, what? No, if they're listening Seriously? this long, if they were listening this long, they're they're not the type that's like, I can't believe what these guys are talking about. Dude, I'm turning these guys off. These I'm guys. Gonna go, I'm going to go listen to Peter King and read the Dude, dude I'd much <laughs> rather listen to Peter King than listen to these guys talk about shake weights. <laughs> these, guys <are> so un- <laughs> these guys are so unprofessional impersonating football players. <laughs> they just impersonate football players really poorly and talk about shake weight XL. I'm giving them one star on iTunes. That'll serve them right. And they talk <laughs> about that'll serve them right. <laughs> talking about Disney wanting to buy the team. Yeah, right. I'm talking about. I know, farting. right? Someone from Bleacher Report's probably listening, and tomorrow it'll be like, or tonight it'll be like, <laughs> Walt Disney Company planning to buy Washington Redskins drop <laughs> ESPN from roster, as reported by Harry Hog Football. <laughs> no, dude, that's the thing. They wouldn't even give us credit. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they would just. But like, then they get it, they would find out that they were incorrect, and they'd be like, "Dudes, Harry Hog Football are the ones who said that, not us. We were just re-reporting what they said." I don't know, but I'm tempted to put it's out not put our a tweet fault. out there that says, um, "New Shakeweight XL coming soon." How about putting a tweet out there that says, <laughs> "Peter King's right to vote for Hall of Fame revoked after." <laughs> Not verified after misstep. After professional misstep. After professional misstep. (laughs) It's pure BR. And then I'll put in parentheses unverified source. (laughs) Source is unverified. No, put in the parentheses bleacher report. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, what else we got? Oh, man, I think oh, I got some oh, I think it's time for hog slop and to start rolling down this hill. Yeah. Let's start rolling it down. Uh, let me see if I can find some in music while you start the hog slop there. Play something good. <laughs> play Benny Hill. I don't have Benny Hill. John, you can play it from your end. I think I, I can play it from... Okay, Dude, as long as I can't play it from my bell end, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Excuse me while I whip this out. Son, you can play it from your end. <laughs> Only if I have time to practice. <laughs> so, Anthony Armstrong has been coaching youth soccer and helping to lead the wide receivers in workouts. I think that's pretty cool. Sweet. Um, Alan the Bruce and uh, Mark Mosley helped renovate a football field in Petersburg with the help of a local church and VSU. Virginia State University in Petersburg. John's, cool. John's yeah. ex-dog, Vinny Serrato, tried to trade two number one draft picks for Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. He tried to trade the 2008-2009 first-round draft pick for Ocho Cinco, and the Bengals wouldn't take it. And he is doing a nightly radio show in Baltimore now with some other dude, God help him, and he's he has no problem bragging about all the stuff that he thinks he did or that he did that he or he tried to do that he thought was great when he was doing a great job stewarding the Washington Redskins through mediocrity and suckiness in is the mid nineties or the mid two thousands. Dude, okay. is it a red zebra? He's like all proud of himself. He needs to hang out with Carlos Rogers. 
Or he's dude. He does need to hang out with Carlos Rogers. They must have the same agent. Yeah. Is it a red zebra station? Their agent has got to be like Susie Ormond or one of those like <laughs> those those speakers. Tony Robbins. That, that Tony agent Robbins is, is their agent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know uh, who he is. He's the tall dude with the weird jaw. Vinny, just draft some people. Just draft them. Write them down. Put it in your pocket, and you're just gonna forget about it. You're gonna forget. All right. Josh definitely knows who he is. What happened, to the, what happened to the Benny Hill music? Here, I'll put on some other end music. We need something else. We can't play that over. All right. Over over over. What else we got? Uh, All right. We got to give some shout-outs here. Cali Skins guy. Dude Edgy Man Wolf. Wit. Main Skin. Newbie. Ninja Death Stars Whoa. all weighing in on the website. Main Skin. Got a, direct, got a nice direct message on Twitter from Pig in a Blanket. Nice. Main Skin was asking how he can get his comments on the podcast. You just got to call this number, dudes. The number What's is that number? 177-HARRY-HOG and uh, leave us a message if it's good or funny or whatever. We'll probably That's play it on the podcast. 774-277-9464. It's a standard long-distance call in the United States. There's no extra funky charges or anything like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, and if you call it and the first thing you hear is... What would you like me to do? Then you call the wrong number. You better hang <laughs> yeah. So, you can also send us some email, dudes, at uh, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. And right. follow us on That's Twitter. R-R-Y, hogfootball.com. Excellent. Follow us on Twitter at harryhog. And, and if you'd like to be a sponsor of Harry Hog Football, jump on our page, harryhogfootball.com. And click on the donate button on the left-hand side under Love Harry. And click in how much money you want to give us in increments. We have really reasonable yearly yeah. rates. Just ask David Lee, our sponsor for this past year. We appreciate his sponsor. Our benevolent sponsor and a huge, huge Redskins fan. And our, and Harry Hog Football's legal consultant. That's right. We may have him back next episode for Between the Bars. Dun, dun. He, he is what stands between us and David Donovan. D.H. Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, shout out to David Thank Lee. Thank you to David Lee Legal Services again, as usual. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. So, um, hail to the Redskins. Yep. If you guys yep. see a Cowboys fan this week. You know what you need to do. Tell them to turn their baseball hat around backwards and... Joke Especially if they look like Carlos Rogers. <laughs> <laughs>